that God spoke to us. Well, I think that's important for us that sometimes we can have an overconfidence, can't we? If we can do this, it's fine. And actually, we need to meet God in our weakness and in our fear. In verse 6, they say, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of the age. They were having a confidence in the wisdom of those wise people around them, who they looked to quite naturally in one sense, but weren't preaching a message of Christ, death, and resurrection. And the expectation of the church in Corinth is that they could sit quite happily with human wisdom. And what Paul's saying to them is, no, you need God's wisdom. In verse 11, there's a talk of expectation that the depth of humanity is enough And Paul is saying, no, we need the depth of God that goes deeper than anything we can understand. In verse 13, we hear of, again, human wisdom. And again, Paul saying, no, that's not enough. Don't just limit your expectations on humans, but on what God can do. Wisdom in the spirit. You know, throughout the Bible, there are lots of different places where humans have an expectation of who God is, of what God's going to do, and they get completely changed. Let's think about it, the Garden of Eden. The humans, they expected that they should have the same knowledge as God. Are we not creating this image? The tree of knowledge. Surely we should have the same knowledge of God. Now look at that one. Tower of Babel. Humanity saying, when God says go, those who built the Tower of Babel expected and thought that they should have the same, uh, almost the same, to be seen as God themselves, to build a monument. To build this structure that would tell everyone around, we're powerful and mighty, don't come near us. And actually God brings that tower down. And when we expect to be like gods ourselves, when we expect that we are right, and we are the end of any matter that pertains to anything, God can bring us down. And what about Christ when Christ came? What was the expectations of God working in that way? Well, the expectations was this. That God would bring a saviour who would defeat the Roman Empire in conquest and rule as a king over the country, over the people of Israel. And what did God do with that human expectation? He did something dramatically different. He brought a message of love, of peace. And what does this all tell us? Well, throughout the history of the Bible and throughout our lives, I'm sure there are moments when we have sat down and expected God to work in a certain way. Expected God to do something the way that we perceive is the best way. If only God, you could do this, it would make that better. 
If only God, you would do it in this way. It would mean that so and so. But we see time and time again the danger of our expectation. Either they are not God's ways, or either we don't trust that God is bigger than our thoughts and actually can do things far beyond our expectation. But I think in life, generally, we have expectations, don't we? We expect that when we get in the car, turn the ignition, it's going to go. Most of the time it does, sometimes it doesn't. But we expect that uh, when the weather forecast says it's going to be sunny, it's going to be sunny. More often than not, it's not, and it's raining. But we have other expectations in life as well, don't we? When we get married, there's a certain expectation of what that's going to look like. And most of us would tell stories of it being quite different, still wonderful, but very different to what we expected. We have expectations of friendships. That when we go through a hard time, we expect our friends to be there in the same way that we were there for them. And sometimes that's the case, and sometimes that's not the reality. We have expectations of church. And the church should be doing this. I expect that when I go on a Sunday, there'll be other people there. We'll sing, we hear a sermon, we'll have tea and coffee, we go home. Yesterday was a momentous occasion as a parent. Um, Joe cannot ride a bike yet. So Michelle's away for then. I thought, right, we're going to go out, we're going to try the bond. So Barney will visit stabilizers, so I got up and down telling Joe how he could cycle and Joe could. And I had Joe on the back. Now, my expectation, well, the discussion in the morning went this way. Joe was expecting this was going to be a painful experience and didn't want to do it. My expectation was, after two minutes of me, it'll be crystal. No problem. We'll get it going. I'd like to say we went somewhere in between, but we'll probably at Joe's end in between. Of the expectation of, of running along with the bike, holding the bike, and, and waiting to let go. Not quite being able to, because you know that you expect the moment you let go, you're going to have to catch a falling child on a bike. It wasn't quite that bad. But we have expectations. I expected this morning when I came to church that Wi-Fi would be working. Oh no, it wasn't. Which meant I couldn't print out the prayer diary. So I apologise for those expecting the prayer diary at the end of the But there are other expectations as well. Steve, can we just get the first picture up? Uh, just the number one up. This man is called Jamie Richardson. He's really, uh, this is not, he looks a bit of a brute there, doesn't he? Um, does anybody in the news know what he's been, has anyone seen the news and why he's in the news Jamie Richardson? Okay, Bob does, yeah, okay, Bob, well, well. This man has great expectations. Let's just put it like, he's expecting something amazing. Something that in reality will be true to God. But at half time during the Panama and England match, Jamie, uh, Jamie Richardson did this. Next picture. He got a tattoo on him that said England 2018 World Cup wins. Now there's an expectation, isn't there? There's an expectation. I mean, we know it's coming now. We know. You know, we know the World Cup is coming to England. But there's expectations. 
real expectation. And I think that speaks deeply into our expectations as Christians. Because if Jamie Richardson is proved wrong, he looks like a fool. If he's proved right, great. And yes, 
These are big plans. Yes, they may be wrong. They may be not of God, and our prayer as a leadership team is that therefore then God will just weave them completely out of the way. But we can't have the feeling that God has got something in store for us. Big plans of, of wanting to have a shop in Four Street that is sustainable so we can employ people to actually work from there and to be a place of mission, love and care in the town centre. Yes, big plans to, to redevelop this place. Someone said to me that there was a vision many years ago for this church to, to seat 100 people. Now, I know there's not 100 here today, but if everybody turned up, there would be. What's our vision and our plan for the facility we have here for the next generation? Big plans that we do all this without having any debt at the end of it. Big plans, more importantly, that people we continue and sustain our ministry in the town so that people will come and know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. Others have got big plans that this is a place where we can offer uh, help and support to those living with mental health. Now you might sit there, right there and go, well that's great, but well, how's that going to happen? You don't know. But if God is for us, who can stand against us? If this is God calling us to do this, then we have to trust. We, went, we will always make sure we will not step into situations we cannot get out of. But we need to trust. The danger is, though, that our human expectations of what God can do gets in the way of what God is calling us to do. We say, well, no, actually, God, that's not possible. As one song says, to dream the impossible dream. What does that look like in this church? Can I ask you just to shout out? Because we've been thinking of, not a lot of but we've been thinking for a while about what is God calling us of? What's your dream for, for this church? Shout out. back to the last one, because I'll think of this one. It can be the most outlandish thing that you can think of.
reach for a shot. Yeah, how can we afford a shot? It's freaking impossible to drink. Keep on thinking. Keep on, keep on dreaming. <coughs> it's not a bad thing to dream. Like I say, if, if, if the things are not of God, our prayer is that they just be put to one side, forgotten about, and we move on to what God is doing. But the danger is, I think, when we build expectations, we build our expectations with a box around them that says this is what God can do. And the call is to smash those and to say that we believe in a God who can do immeasurably more than we can ever imagine. We need to, though, hear what God is saying. The very ending of our reading today in 1 Corinthians 2 says that we, we have the mind of Christ. And my prayer is that whatever that looks like, that the mind of Christ may speak to us, empower us, and help us to go forward with an impossible dream that God says, this is what I have. May we not get in the way of what that has in store for us. Amen. This is the bit where Paul gets up and, and lets us know what's going on in the life of the church. He's not here this week, but just to say.